0: and welcome to episode number 186 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping passion-led online business owners and entrepreneurs learn how to use social media as a tool to grow your business. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I'm fiercely committed to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can create connection, build community, and make your difference in the world. And in this episode, I am talking all about why less content actually could be a good thing for you in 2022. Now, to kind of set the stage for this conversation, I do want to call back to Episode 177 that I did late last year, all about 2022 trends, because what we're seeing happening this year is that there is a lot of content on social media. It's noisy, it's crowded, it's uninspired, it's salesy and we're seeing a shift in consumers and how they're approaching this content. Consumers don't necessarily want to be caught up in uninspiring content. And so what this means for business owners is that it's even harder to stand out when it comes to creating content on social media. So I'm going to give my argument today for why you should consider some less content and how to go about that strategy in a way that'll work well for you. I'm also going to end the episode with how we're changing that internally in my business just to give you some inspiration for what that looks like. Now, content still is queen when it comes to social media marketing, but quality content is what reigns. When we think about the algorithms on social media, they are fed by attention. So what that means is any bit of attention that someone gives that content piece, the social media algorithms, little gremlins behind the scene will go, hey, this is interesting. Let's show it to more people. Now, what I mean by attention can mean something different depending on the platform, but the concept is still the same. When we think about attention, it's really how long someone is spending with your content. So on platforms like Instagram, it's how long someone lingers on a post, how many carousels did they swipe through, how many stories did they watch, how long of your Instagram Reel did they watch. On platforms like TikTok, it's all about video views. Same with YouTube. When we're thinking about platforms like Facebook and Twitter, it's how you engage with that content. Are you liking? Are you commenting? Are you clicking around? So algorithms want attention. And I have a few examples of this that have just happened in the past couple of months with my clients. And one example of something that that I saw on the internet. So one of my clients wanted to do some Facebook Lives. And he is notorious for being a talker. And he did one Facebook Live, his first one, and it was over 2 hours long. And I was telling him that this is not going to work, right? Like a 2-hour long Facebook Live is entirely too long. Nobody wants to watch this. However, the data proved me wrong. When we were starting to look back through the data of that Facebook Live, and he did several weeks of these Facebook Lives, we were seeing that the retention was incredibly high. Facebook was actually starting to recommend those live streams to other people because of how many people were attending live. The replay views were very high. And it's not just that people were getting the three-second view that Facebook considers a view majority of the audience was watching at least half of that video. That means at least an hour of that video was being watched, which is wild to me. As someone who also likes consuming social media, I cannot think about any time in history where I personally would watch a two-hour live stream. It would have to be a really big deal. But because this person's audience was really tuned in, they wanted that content and they craved it. And so when we think about how to show up in the world, that high quality piece of content for him was actually easier to create than any other content piece. Show up live for two hours. He did basically an hour-long training session followed by a Q&A and people showed up for it and they loved it. So that's a great example of how quality content can really reign when it comes to social media. Another example is something that went viral recently, which it happened on Instagram. This lady gave birth live on Instagram. And I think it was about seven hours long, if I remember correctly. People were watching it and sharing it. And it was fascinating to me that... It caught on because obviously the nature of it is something that's unique and interesting. I don't know if anyone's ever given birth live on Instagram. She was in her home. She had a pool. It was like her seventh kid or something like that. Um, and that is an example of quality content. That's an example of something that uh, happened over a period of hours. And a lot of people consumed that content. So as business owners, when we think about how we're going to approach our content this year, we don't necessarily need tons of content, something that's labor-intensive. We just need quality content, the kind of content that number one, we like delivering. So I think the magic of a two-hour live stream is that this particular client likes delivering that way. And number two, creating content that the audience likes to consume. His audience likes consuming content that way, okay? So we think about quality content, it has to check both of those boxes. So I want you to think about how that applies to your business as we head into the new year. Okay, so the second reason why we should consider posting less in 2022 is that the social media algorithms are getting smarter. And I think this is because of TikTok. Y'all know I love TikTok's algorithm. It's one of the best out there. I've truly enjoyed um, watching it deliver me the content, the exact content that I want to see. But these algorithms are becoming smarter. And so they're actually helping people find you. They're helping people, your people, find your content. So because of that, we don't need as much content. We just need the one piece of content that people want to see. Now, how do you know what the one is? That does kind of delve into the realm of you know practicing and creating content, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, there's almost never a time where just one piece of content is going to be the piece of content, but we may not need as much of it. So what that means is, do we need to post every day if the platform is serving up a post from three or four days ago and still show- showing it in the feed? So if that's happening, then do we need to post every day? That's the big question. I want you to scroll through your platform of choice and look through your feed. And I want you to notice the timestamps on what content is being delivered to you. I also want you to notice if that content is from people you follow or not. We're seeing a rise in discoverability in the algorithms. And I do believe this is because of TikTok because of how much time people are spending on that app, because their algorithm is constantly delivering something to you that you probably want to see. So because of that, a lot of the other apps are copying this. Now, I will say this. There are apps that are discovery-based already. YouTube is the king of discoverability. Literally, if I have to research something instead of going to Google, most times I'll go to YouTube. I'd rather watch a video of it. Um, If I'm looking for a how-to, for example, I'd rather watch a video of it. So I'll go to YouTube, type it in, find the video, feel very satisfied that I got what I wanted. And YouTube's all about discoverability. If someone explained it to me in an interesting way, like this past summer, when I was trying to grow tomatoes that I killed twice. Did y'all know you can drown tomatoes, by the way? I learned that. I learned that this summer. Um, So I went to YouTube, was searching different things. like Some of my plants had spots on them. The leaves were dying. And I found this one creator who I ended up subscribing to his channel because the way that he described growing tomatoes really resonated with me. I liked how he taught. That's based on discoverability. I would have never found that person had I not searched for his content and found it. Pinterest is the same way. It's based on discoverability. It's based on search terms. The difference... The difference, though, with platforms like TikTok is you don't have to search for something in order to find it. So it feels like magic when you find something and you're like, how did this app know that I liked this, right? So it's leveraging your user behavior and delivering the content exactly how you want to see it. We're seeing this happen in other platforms as well. We're seeing this happen more and more on Instagram. In fact, Instagram Reels is all about discoverability. If you go into your Instagram analytics, take a look at how many people have viewed your Reels based on who has followed you and based on who haven't followed you. So Instagram will show you a percentage, how many people are engaging with you um, or viewing your content, uh, whether they follow you or whether they don't. It's a really, really interesting statistic. And that's because Instagram Reels are delivered to people who don't follow you. And you'll notice this too, as you scroll through your Instagram feed, you'll see some reels pop up and even other posts pop up in your feed from people you don't follow. And this is Instagram trying to serve you up content that you didn't necessarily sign up for. What this means for business owners though, is that your content, the things that you're creating on social media have a higher chance of being discovered. That means we don't need to create as much of it. We just need to be strategic about how we are using it and where it's being placed. Are people finding us naturally? Okay. Um, And then the third reason why you want to think about creating less content this year is that there is a shift in social media. We're going back to the social side of social media. So social media has two pieces to it. We do have the media piece, which is creating content and creating quality content, as we've talked about in this episode, we cannot forget the social side of social media. And we are seeing a resurgence of that this year. Community and connection are key when it comes to social media success. While we're not seeing the large numbers that we used to, you may have noticed that engagement has gone down, views have gone down. What I hope you're also noticing is that there is a return to quality connection. The people who are hanging out with you are there. They're happy to be there. They're commenting. They're sending you direct messages. They're connecting with you. And if you're not seeing that, then maybe you need to reach out and connect with them first. We're seeing so much power in things like direct messages and just interactive content in general. When I think about something like um, LinkedIn, for instance, LinkedIn polls, which I talked about in my last solo episode are really popular right now. People want to interact and not just submit their decision and vote in the poll, but also go to the comment section and share their opinion there too. And then comment on other people's opinions as well. And this return to interaction is amazing. The algorithms are rewarding it. So the more interaction your posts get, the higher it'll rank with the algorithm but also it taps into that desire for connection. I actually think a piece of this has come from going through a global pandemic that doesn't feel like it's ever going to end. Um, there is a desire for connection. So it's not just a desire for consumption. It's a desire for connection. And even further than that, there's a desire for personal connection, in direct messages, and even offline. Yes, in real life. So what that means for business owners is that no, we don't need as much content, but we need to double down on making sure our relationship building skills are sharp. So here's what we're doing as an agency at Online Drea Inc. We're making some shifts in our marketing this year. And the biggest shift is that we are leaning in to leverage content strategies. Now, this is something we taught inside of the Savvy Social School. But essentially, it is our framework and our approach to social media marketing. And we're just doubling down on it we're creating what we call our digital brain. And the digital brain is where our big concepts live. This podcast is an example of our digital brain. So as a company and me being the voice of the company, our theories, our thoughts, our strategies live in this podcast. And the great thing about this podcast is that it gets consumed daily. The backlog gets consumed daily. We have hundreds of thousands of people consuming our content every year and not just the recent episodes. They'll, they're going back and listening to past episodes. So the amount of time and energy I put into planning and recording a podcast episode is significant. I won't lie about that. It is, it is quite a bit of a lift. But when I compare it to how much time I was spending creating social media content... I'd rather spend an hour working on the podcast versus spend an hour creating social media posts that are going to disappear in a week and nobody's going to see them again, right? So we're leaning into leverage content strategies using our digital brain strategy our digital brain lives in this podcast. We also create YouTube videos. It also lives in other ways, other formats. you know we've got our course material in our school. So these are where our big ideas live, our concepts and our strategies. and then we're breaking those big ideas down into smaller posts. So when it comes to creating social media content, there are no new ideas. There are no new content. Okay our biggest thing for social media right now is no, new content. (laughs) We're looking through that lens at everything. Now, there are some exceptions like posting a holiday photo or doing some sort of update. But outside of that, everything we post on social media comes from somewhere else first. That means the effort that we're putting into it is a lot less and we don't have to create new content because it already lives somewhere else. We're also reducing the amount that we create. So we have my accounts or the Online Drea Inc. accounts, which are previously my personal brand. We're turning that more into a company brand. Um, I will still be the the face of the company. And we tested out using a company page, the Savvy Social School accounts. Um, On social media, we have Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. And we just found that there wasn't as much engagement on those pages um, you know, it plays into my theory that brand accounts don't work as well. We did do a lot of personalization. Our programs coordinator Katie, was on those profiles quite a bit. Um, so there was definitely a personal presence. Um, I was on there creating content as well, but we found that the amount of time that we were putting into that account wasn't resulting in the outcome that we wanted to see the online DREA accounts still produce better results. And by results, I'm talking more website visits, more conversions into our funnels, and more conversions from our funnels into our programs and services. Okay, So we're tracking all of this and making an informed decision. So isn't just a guess. Now, when we're thinking about how we're moving forward, we'll still keep the accounts open but we're going to shift our focus into what's working and doubling down on that using our leveraged content strategy digging into our digital brain and recreating content from there and our clients are experiencing the exact same thing it's a heavy lift to come up with new ideas for social media but when your new ideas live somewhere else first a podcast a blog a newsletter a youtube video a facebook live you know they live somewhere where a container for that big idea can flourish then we're seeing more success. We're actually getting more satisfaction from creating that content. And we're seeing more success when we take that content and we break it down into social media posts. So gone are the days of laboring over social media posts for only 10 people to see it. All of our labor right now for our team internally and our clients goes into that primary content piece, the digital brain now if you want to learn more about how we do this check out our website onlinedrea.com we are accepting clients right now um, at the time of recording this but we don't have a lot of space (laughs) our services are actually quite high in demand um but check them out see if it's a good fit for you and even if we don't have space we have a vast network of social media managers and digital strategists who can help take your business to the next level. You can find everything at onlinedrea.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. It's because of your support, dear listener, that we remain the top 100 marketing podcasts on Apple Podcasts in the US, Canada, Australia, the UK, and New Zealand. So thank you. Thank you so much for your support. If you love the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. We'd love to see it. And we'll be back at you soon with a new episode. Bye for now.